Hey, John. What's that, Alex? You know what I hate? What's that? I hate me from a few months ago, or even, you know, a few weeks ago, because I said this. You know, I said I, I'm not a fan of this movie. I was outright on it. And I thought it was because of the, the fan base. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? This is going to be cool. I'm going to go back into the Big Lebowski, just watch it with a just a fresh brain. Like, this is going to be my first watch. And I accomplished that well. Uh, I really thought I... I didn't bring a lot of the stuff. There was a couple spots where the quotes made me remember, you know, people mm-hmm. quoting it. But um, I hate me for how wrong I was about my approach to this film. I really, I, I changed my mind completely after a rewatch. So you love it now? No, it's a piece of shit on its own merit. I like to go bowling with my friend Bert with my bowling ball and my bowling shirt. I like to roll the ball. Maybe some spares, that's what I like. Bowling is my kind of game. This movie blows. And I don't care if it had the best fan base in the world. This movie is irritating. It's long. And it's, if you look in the book of how to write a bad movie, it's got the number one sin, that being a framing device. People talk, writers talk about it all the time. It's referenced on Simpsons commentary constantly that if you see a framing device, that means that they had a really weak ending and they wanted to hide it. So they kept, they put a framing device at the front and back so as to hide the weak ending. So it doesn't end on this, like, you know, this whimpering fart of an ending like this movie does. Mm. I hate this movie, John. Okay. Like a lot. How do you feel about the Coen brothers in general? I, weirdly enough, some of my favorite directors. Okay. Uh, I enjoy their movies a lot so this what one, about this one swinging i think i figured it out as the movie went on because there are parts that divorcing myself from if i had read the script there was some stuff that i'm like oh i would have liked and i made a point in the beginning where it's like oh i like the john goodman walter parts yes for the first the probably the first third of the film and then i got i got very bored of it like and it started to get on my nerves but him yelling at first i was like oh this is fun but then i realized oh yeah i forgot this whole movie is just them yelling at each other but i think it comes down to i hate lebowski like Mm. as a character i don't find him interesting and i don't find his i'm under the assumption that he's written in a way that he's not really supposed to be interesting like he's the slacker archetype that's the the vibe they're going for that's the whole sam elliott uh, yeah. thing in the beginning where it's like he's the perfect guy for this kind of trying to just you know slip your way through life times but I f- I find that unwatchable like I don't, I don't care I don't care what he does I don't care about the character I don't I there's nothing about this other than Walter and and a couple of the, like basically anything that's not Lebowski because mm-hmm. every scene he's carrying I'm annoyed as fuck at like I just don't want to watch him Right. I think that's the main thing. So basically, the you know the the number one thing about this movie, yeah, YouTube. I don't like that very much. Yeah, I was gonna say that's kind of that sounds like it. And it's not what what's the guy's name that plays Lebowski? I can't think of it. Jeff right. Bridges. Jeff Bridges. I I want to cut, want to say Bo Bridges, which I'm like that's definitely not Bo Bridges. No. Um, he wishes he did a great job. Like it's not his fault. Like yeah. it's no. I think the acting in this is is superb. Like there's nothing well except for um Maud. Oh oh, you don't like Julianne Moore. I like Julianne Moore in most things. There's something I just, I think, yeah, I don't know, it might be just my hatred of the film, but I thought hers was a little, a little more on the nose obvious than the kind of obvious they were playing. Like, 
Remus Lupin in that same scene. Uh, uh, what? Remus Lupin. Those were words you just said to me. Yeah. I don't know what you... What uh, what's, his, what's his actual name? Like, David Thewlis and her in that scene. He's. I like the way he's doing that same thing where it's like this kind of over-the-top, like just archetypal was person. Was that a goddamn Harry Potter thing you just said to me? Yeah, Remus Lupin. That's who okay. plays in Harry Potter. Yeah. All right. I just try to figure he out what that was. He was the best defense against the dark arts teacher Harry ever had, John. I like the way he pulls off that like that kind of detached bullshit role because that's what the you know the Coens are going for. They're not trying to write characters, writing kind of archetypal things. And he, Julian Moore, I thought just kind of missed in the portrayal. Like it just I don't know. It's, I think it's I, I don't know that I would. I kind of see what you're saying, but I don't know that I would put it on her. It's just that that character perhaps seems more at home in the Hudsucker proxy in terms of just being the way she's doing it is so broad compared to to everybody else. But I don't necessarily think that's her fault. You know what I mean? I, I just think they wrote this kind of very broad character. Yeah, you could be right. I, I, yeah, maybe it is just the character less than her. It's hard to tell. But anyway, why is this movie so beloved? A lot of reasons. It's uh, please I, enumerate them. For just you, it's it's hard to because you're going to disagree with them because you just didn't like it. But like, I think the characters are great. I think the dialogue is hilarious. I don't disagree with the dialogue being hilarious. I I would have liked it better as a script, though. Weirdly enough. Which I rarely say. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's interesting. So it's so you don't like the performance, but you like the performance. No, I like the performance. I think, just but you the don't like o- the script. I think the over. No, I think the overall. F- yeah, I don't like the script. I like the dialogue. I think the overall movie is garbage. I don't even want to use the term characters. I like the. I, I, I'm going to keep leaning on the word archetypes because they're they're not actual characters. These aren't fleshed out things. These are. This is the lazy guy. This is the angry vet. You know. This is the meek guy. This mm-hmm. is you know like these aren't and. The Coen brothers lean on that a lot, and I'm down with it. I, I think that's effective, you know, movie making. But when it's in such a weak plot structure, I just, I don't know. There's nothing for me to hang on to because there's, there's no plot, really. See, this is this is baffling to me because this is coming off of Mute, which was just a straight, you know, as we talked about, like, basically just this noir plot. Yeah. Just the whole way through. That's what this is. This is the, like, this is the big sleep through and through and when these i would say the characters in this movie are much more fleshed out than they were in mute because like you have there there are different layers to people uh for the most cases like walter is yes this big tough guy but he's also got this whole fixation on his ex-wife and like it's sort of an interesting comment on his masculinity i think there are there are certainly broad characters in it but i do think that's got more depth and intrigue um in terms of the plot than mute well okay i think it's one that's a shit comparison to compare it to mute because i wasn't trying to I wasn't watching Mute for, hey, this is going to be a high quality movie. I'm watching anything by the Coen brothers. It's like, this is this is in debate for being like, this is an A. This is hmm. uh, this is going to be a, a work of art, not just, I mean, Mute's some dumb shit, you know, pseudo yeah, noir. I mean, which like, what, would you, what would you call Raising Arizona? Because I mean, like, I would, I really, I love the hell out of Raising Arizona, but I, I don't know that I would call it like A plus art or anything. No, but I mean, that's more of a broad comedy than, yeah, than Lebowski. But that's also before they kind of got into being like full stride Coen Brothers. Mm. You know, I more mean, I guess early nineties. Yeah, but I mean, like that's still, but they, they still even after that though. You have the Lady Killers and Intolerable Cruelty. So I think they. Oh, was that after that? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was this was the follow up to this was basically the follow up to Fargo. Well, Fargo was was one that yeah, that yeah, Fargo to me was, was like the big kind of one. art art piece yeah. less than you know. But anyway, I'm just I'm I'm holding this to a higher standard. Mm-hmm. Like it, and but also 
I think Mute's more watchable than this. That's ludicrous. Because this is, I actually found this annoying. Mute is ignorable. What, like, I, I guess I don't understand what's so, I mean, I, other than you just don't like the dude. I, I There's nothing I can do about that. I mean, there's not, a th- there's not like a reason, reason my way out of this. Okay. Here's, a, I think I can put it into terms you'll understand. Even you, uh-huh. as, as stultifyingly stupid as yeah. you are. His, his sentences, every line of dialogue that the dude delivers is everything you cut out of this show. Mm-hmm. And that it annoys me when we do it. Why am I going to watch a movie with it? It's just stuttering nonsense. And I get that's the point. I can hear the audience screaming at me thinking I don't. I understand what's going on here. I just find it irksome. Did you ever see The Man Who Knew Too Little? Not recently enough to remember it. But with Bill Murray and whatever. So this is kind of, I actually was thinking about that during this movie. And I I did enjoy that movie only because it was Bill Murray. Uh, But it's the same kind of thing where it's like you have a detective story where the main character is an idiot. And just like everything just happens to him, he doesn't really do anything. And I, I very much enjoy. I thought that was a funny twist on the on the whole thing. Yeah, I like Dirk Gently too. Like I, all the stuff they stole this plot from, I liked. Mm-hmm. I know it's not a rip off Dirk Gently, but like it, it's this doesn't. I, I do actually enjoy the kind of hapless detective kind of. Yeah, you know, and then everything like everything he says is just other stuff people have said to him. Again, liked it in in print. It's just I guess it's just the kind of. Yeah, it's weird. I like the dialogue, but I hate the character. It's just I hmm. I hate the portrayal, and and it's well done. I just I hate the choices. It's like yeah, yeah that's probably the best point is I hate the choices, but I think they're well done. Like you you did your really dumb idea mm-hmm. expertly. Like yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying, but I, I I just don't agree. I think I think it makes a ton of points. There's absolutely yes, no. I very much enjoy. And in fact, I was uh, more charmed than I thought I would be watching it this time around really yeah just i was thinking I'd, about that i was I'd, curious i'd seen it a ton and uh going back and visiting yeah i was like oh yeah no i really like this and i had the same thing actually when i first watched it when i first watched the movie uh i did not like it so when i when i first saw it i did not really like it but i also left the theater going well he never got his rug back so I, I mean this was like i was 18 at the time and when i when i watched it again like some sometime later i i was much more charmed by it because i wasn't so concerned about what was happening and that was also probably the start of me figuring out that I have to watch every Coen Brothers movie twice, at least beyond a certain point. Because uh, like Serious Man, I sort of had, I was like, eh, I don't know. Now I love that movie. Same thing with The Man Who Wasn't There. Some of the comedies less less so, but uh, the straight up ones like Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? It took me a couple of watches to to really get any kind of anything out of that, but I ended up liking it. That's what it really was. I was looking forward to this, hoping that I would like it. Mm-hmm. And the opening little bit I did kind of enjoy, uh, like, f- for what it was, like, buying t- buying half and half with, with a check. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, oh, what an asshole. And then it's one of those things where it's like, oh, well, why do I want to root for an asshole? Like, I see, I don't this think, guy's a I, jerk. I don't think, I see, I think you're, you're putting intent in there. I don't think he's doing it, like, to be an asshole. He's just a bum. But I, why do I want to watch just some... Dummy, unaware bum. I mean, these are the people I hate in real life. Why these are the people that, that walk slowly on the sidewalk, in the middle of the sidewalk. These are irritating humans. Why do I want to watch them? Why do I want to watch a, a show about uh, uh, crummy mobsters from New Jersey? Well, because they, they bothered to make something interesting happen on that show. Yeah, there's, uh, see, I, I, there's tons of interesting stuff happening here. I don't, I mean, the the plot is is what it is. But I think it's because they build such an interesting world around it and the characters around it. That that really helps propel it through. I was smitten with Philip Seymour Hoffman in this movie, yeah, oh, and I'd always kind of yeah. enjoyed him, but I never really like thought about it. But he is 
so great in this. Every little thing he does is magic. I forgot to say, yeah. Uh, so before we, I, I, whatever, here's the the list of things that I, I still like. Because I remember liking John Goodman. And I still liked him in the beginning, and I kind of liked him in the third act, but in the middle, it was just getting on my nerves too much. Because the scene, it, every scene's the exact same with them. They're just yelling at each other, no one's listening. It's just unpleasant. But, um, uh, what's his name as the Jesus? Uh, John Turturro. He's fucking brilliant. Every yeah. every scene he's in, I'm like, I, I love this man. Uh, the Philip Seymour Hoffman stuff is great. Forgot, Tara Reid used to actually be attractive. Mm. Totally forgot about that. And, um, oh, I had another one in there too. There was, there was something else over the course of the movie that I was like, oh, this is actually good. Because especially as the movie went on, I was very tired of it because, boy, it takes fucking forever. Mm-hmm. And it is it is paced like it's 1977. Mm-hmm. Like, this is one of those, like, three-hour, two-hour movies. <laughs> the plot sort of takes a sideline at a certain point because the mystery, you know, there's, there's not any sort of upping of the ante of the mystery or whatever. And then when the mystery is pretty much solved, there's still more movie to go. But again, for for me, because they made these interesting characters, um, and I enjoyed their interactions, I was I was fine with it. Like the whole, there's so much stuff that if you were just looking at it from a from a pure plot's perspective, like what the hell is Jesus even doing in the movie? What is you know why is so much time spent with with Donnie and then and the getting rid of, uh, you know him him dying and and all that stuff. But I think it's I think it's absolutely necessary to the movie, and I enjoyed all of it. Yeah, see, I felt like they were just wasting a lot of time. Like there's just a lot of like wheel spinning. And the Donnie stuff I liked, um, I actually liked that better than the last time I saw it. Because I, I remember thinking he was, not a superfluous character, but I just enjoyed him more this time. I felt he was, I don't know, I, I empathized with him a little bit more. I, I enjoyed that. And he is kind of the impetus for, like, the only time you see Lebowski show any kind of actual human emotion. Mm-hmm. Which, again, I just, why am I watching someone that doesn't, you know, have empathy? It's just, I... And I just, I found him so repulsive. It just was irritating to that's, watch. That's such an interesting uh, uh, reaction to that. Because I've never, I've never thought about him in that context at all. Well, he has no empathy. He doesn't care about anybody around him. He he only cares about himself and his rug. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I know it's played for comedy that's, or whatever. That's but, not uh, true because he goes to his landlord's show. He he totally Because he's not paying the rent and he wants to keep his landlord happy. No, they do. They But they do say you have to, you know, he says it's the 10th, put that... Uh, he said, no, I'll slide. He said, slide it under my door and then yeah. walks away because he's another person that Lebowski is abusing with his laid back attitude. He is. He's an abusive person. And they are very rough on women in this movie. Uh, there, yeah, there's, yeah. there's a lot of slut and whore and, and bitch. And it's, I think that was the thing that kind of took away from me enjoying Walter this much is I didn't realize how much of it was this like smoldering hate of women in, in his, in some of his yelling. Oh yeah. Cause I, I remember the last time, like I did enjoy the, everything turns back into Vietnam conversation. Like mm-hmm. that's funny. Like that's a, it's, it's a funny trope and how it's so forced in, like was given the speech at Donnie's, you know, funeral, like fun. Like that's, that's a, but then, yeah, there was a couple of them just like, oof, these are. Oh, I see. <laughs> I think it's, I think it's so great just with that whole character because like, yeah, he's so angry at women and yet he's still completely obsessed and subservient to his ex-wife. Well, that, like he's he's just this piece of shit character, and I thought that was very sort of fully fully formed. And, that, and yeah, and again, going Walter's okay. It's just the interaction with laid back guy, the dude. It just it seems like this aggro garbage pile Walter, and then the dude's not particularly pleasant towards women in, over the course of the film either. It's just I don't know. It's it was just gross. Like, what is what is what does he do? Well, it's more like his agreement, and then I think he actually starts yelling because I think he starts. You know how he parrots everybody. Yeah. I think he does a couple parroting of Walter's lines. See, I, I guess I I don't like everyone's life 
is worse for being near him. That's not true. Maude got a baby. Oh, yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah <laughs> that worked that's what out really. she wanted. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. she could have done that with anybody. That doesn't count. No, but she's, yeah, but she specifically gives her reasons why. Yeah, because he's a waste. Yeah, yeah well, then yeah. he's not someone she's ever going to have to encounter again. And Yeah. And whatever. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess, I guess what you are taking as lack of empathy, the movie is presenting as like, I'm just chill with everybody. Like, I don't, I don't care. Like it's, and, and I don't, it's not the, I don't care is that I don't have empathy. It's more just like, Hey, you do you bro. I'm just going to, the dude abides and all that. Yeah. See, I just, I, it doesn't read that way to me. It just reads as you're just a person that doesn't care. Like, and I guess, I guess it's a slim difference. It just, he also, uh, also empathy. He was going to let Smokey, uh, take the, take the strike or whatever he rolled, even though his toe slipped over the line a little bit. What are you going to do? Yeah. What? Come on. That's empathy out the wazoo. Yeah, I mean he's regular fucking technic yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. I don't see Jesus doing that. Well, I mean that's... in real life, Jesus, not movie Jesus. Well, you know who knows. I don't remember the third. Oh, yeah, actually the third thing I did, I, I do remember that that dance recital thing, which mm-hmm. should be the worst, most annoying scene in any movie. Boy, I found that amusing. Yeah, and I and there's no right for that to be that amusing, but that guy, his shitty dancing, yeah. is so fucking on point. Like yeah. just his the quavering in his thighs does so much acting. It is fucking brilliant. So yeah, they're they're there. I gave this movie a little bit of oh. of credit. Big Lebowski, good if you like thigh quavering. Uh, not much else. Yeah. Also, uh, just going back to the kind of character thing, is the Lebowski supposed to be dumb? Yeah, the dude Lebowski. The the dude. Yeah. Sorry. Kinda. Yeah. I mean, he's he's not. I don't know if dumb is the right word, but basically just stoned into oblivion, I guess. Yeah, like burnt out. Yeah. There was, this, there was an early scene where with Hoffman and Lebowski where they, they first meet. Like, a Big Lebowski, Philip Seymour Hoffman, I don't know his character name, and, and the dude. And Philip Seymour Hoffman and the dude are interacting. And the dude doesn't quite understand what's happening and he's easily distracted. And I couldn't mm-hmm. tell if, like, is he supposed to be a burnout or is he supposed to be... I just, I couldn't figure out his, his kind of how dumb he is because that, that also reads on the kind of empathy meter of is he actually lacking empathy or is he just too stupid to understand that there are other people have you know other emotions oh. other than his well i think it's i think it's in between there i think it's just yeah he's just he's just burned out he's just a burnout jeff bridges says all it would uh in multiple interviews he said like in different scenes he'd ask the cohen's like did the dude like burn one on on the way over like yeah and he would rub his eyes to get that like look in his yeah. eyes. I mean that's kind of the, that's sort of sort of the the impetus for the for the other Lebowski's plot is that he thinks that he's too stupid and such a waste that he's going to bungle the handoff and that Lebowski can hide the money that way. Yeah. I also don't really understand the other Lebowski. The the big Lebowski. The big Lebowski. The, the titular Lebowski. The titular Lebowski yeah. is so he's he's shitty at running a business. That's that's kind of the 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 takeaway at the end is that he's a bad businessman. He doesn't actually have any money, mm-hmm. and this is a this is a scheme for him to. Yeah, he had some debts, and this was a scheme for him to to embezzle some money. Yeah, that seemed weird. How so? I don't know. He just 
the kind of presumption he has and like the the articulation of the scheme he seems smart enough to be able to run a small business <laughs> it's just you know he seems he well, seems, to have, the, he seems to have the smarts yeah, for it you know they don't, they don't I, just, really I, had, I had faith in him <laughs> okay well I, it's that's you're very empathetic you're the opposite of the dude he, um, met, he met nancy reagan come on they just tell you what you need to know about it that he's in over his head on some stuff and he needs money and that's it yeah no nah, it's fine it's just one of those like he seems he seems to be pretty fucking motivated and like yeah, smart, you know yeah I, smart business people make bad choices all the time. Well, apparently Look he's at, not a smart business person. Apparently he sucks at business, as revealed by Maud later. That the well, you know that apparently he was the trophy husband and you know uh, he was allowed to run a business once and it went out of business or whatever. Yeah, and there you go. Yeah. Um, all right, so basically, they meet Lebowski. That's the that's the what do you call it? The inciting incident mm-hmm. is that he you know well, the inciting incident is this rug gets peed on basically. Yeah, because of because of a mistake. Yeah. yeah, because he thought he was Lebowski. Also, that guy is Jacob from Lost. Yeah, didn't realize that. Oh yeah, until until this watching. I remember. I remember when it was on. Uh, figure, figuring that out and kind of being disappointed. But that guy's a fine actor. I've seen him in other things. I don't even know where. I hate this movie. Yeah, I mean, it's just it, I I I don't know what else to tell you about it because it, it's just it's one of those things where it either you like it or you don't. I mean, comedy's so subjective in in. Uh, in so many ways and it just seems like this whatever spell this movie cast you had uh, plus one protection against yeah it's true okay so he's sitting he's laying down in his apartment listening to bowling mm-hmm. and he gets punched in one of his many getting kidnapped sequences yeah and he has a dream sequence those those are awful yeah the, did you did you enjoy that job yeah no i enjoyed them really yeah, which 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 one did you know? Both like? both are terrible. The second one, especially so, at the end with the red pajama devil with the giant fake scissors. Oh, where, well, those are the uh, the nihilists. Yeah, no, I yeah, got it. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't confused by what was going on. Well, you just called I was them just, the devil, and that's not really. They were dressed as the devil in that part. They're just wearing red latex. They're not the devil. Well, why else are you wearing red latex? They weren't wearing... Lots of reasons. Have you been on the internet? They weren't wearing uh, red latex earlier in the film. Obviously, it's a a devil iconography. Have you been to Germany? Well, no. Everyone over there wears uh, lederhosen and latex. That is the national costume. Now now I'm going. Why does Walter go along in the drop-off? I'm just going to keep asking you things. Because he... Walter wants to be involved. Walter Walter wants to be tough guy macho man. And he's, he's got this whole plan to screw them over and be the hero and save the day like a man would hmm. like a military man. I guess maybe the, 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 did they show the conversation where the dude tells him about it? Like that he's going to do the drop off and yeah. Oh, okay. That first conversation actually happened. I believe so. Yeah. Cause there's a lot, there's a lot of this movie is let's go somewhere, then cut back to the bowling alley and talk, go somewhere, cut back to the bowling alley and talk. And I kind of forget what actually happened because mm-hmm. it's, tedious mm. and it's cutting back to the and then oh so anyway the next movie is they cut back to that bowling alley and <laughs> so you just don't shockingly. like that you just don't like that they're at a bowling alley no it's that you know it's 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 not a stage play like it's let's get let's get a couple of fucking locations here people yeah I, they go to several places yeah and they cut back to the bowling alley yeah, it's annoying that's what his life is oh his life sucks and i don't want to watch it fair enough but that's just what his life is hey hey hollywood i've got this fucking Bagger idea for you. We're gonna follow around a stoner guy that's not particularly good at anything, not inherently funny, and then take this home. Yeah. He's gonna bowl a lot. Whew. Here, have millions of dollars. He's, he's very funny. He that's, is. Yeah. 
See, that's the... Okay. Lebowski, like, the dude is funny the to you. The dude is funny. I could see Walter. I could see Donnie. I could... Pretty much most of the other characters I could see funny. Yeah. I there's nothing about his character that even there's most of his dialogue is great. Really? Yeah. It's him try it's him trying to figure something out. It's him piecing together stuff, uh other stuff that he's heard from other people to try to sound smart or intelligent what's going on. Yeah. Uh that's when I think he's at his he's at his funniest. Is when he's trying to actually communicate and get things done. Yeah, I found that infuriating. Yeah, fair Maybe enough. I just know too many people like that, or it's just get to the fucking point. Why do I want to watch this? I don't. I don't know. And also on that tip, him figuring out that Lebowski, the big Lebowski, is swindling. That you know, mm-hmm. that seemed a bit of a jump in his his intelligence level. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't. It didn't. It didn't bother me because I think he kind of he'll he gets there eventually. I don't think it's, I think it's... Except for the rest of the movie, he does it. He just parrots other people and no one else... Yeah, but he's not like a complete idiot. You know, you know, he just can't communicate. Uh, I think he's, he's just a, a high dude. And I think he's, he's finally able to kind of put it together. Because everyone's telling him everything that's happening. Everyone is telling him, is feeding him all the information. Uh, so it's not like he had a whole lot of work to do. He just kind of... Well, who told him way. about, who told him that the big Lebowski was swindling his company? Well, Maud pretty pretty heavily. Oh, did she? Yeah, that that. I was pretty furious at this movie by that point, so I probably just didn't pick up on that. So he's he's the one that made the leap from that. But when she was talking about how shitty he is at business, because everyone's like, she kidnapped herself, dude. She kidnapped herself, and then he just went from there. Another weird part of this film, and I think maybe I like this part. No, I take it back. I didn't. But I I would forgive someone for for liking this. The plot point of the word Johnson revealing who the nihilists were. Yes, yeah. I I found that I was like, oh, that's that's a clever little. Th- At least I think that's what happened. But I, I was like, oh, that was clever. And her um, like her vagina speech, I found amusing. All right, so I could I actually, you know what? Here's I I will meet you halfway on on a point. One thing I honestly did not like as much this time around, and I've I've always kind of felt weird about it, is the scene where after the dude's car gets stolen, and they go talk to the little kid. Oh my, yeah. Like there's something like the whole the whole thing where he's bleat, beating the car. The other guy comes out. He's like, "Oh, I fucked your car." Yeah, hilarious. Love that. Also love the TV version of it where he says, "This is what happens when you find a stranger in the Alps." Love that that edit to cover up the uh, the profanity. Oh wow, that's a weird. That's yeah. Yeah, this uh, is what uh, happens when you find a stranger. That's like in a the good Alps. afternoon, Mister Falcon. <laughs> yeah, um, just that that whole thing. I understand. You know, again, you're you're seeing Walter. Um, being a bully and just trying to be Mr. Macho Man guy. And and like the whole weird thing with the guy in the iron lung and whatever. Like that scene never really worked for me. And there's no there's no like here's why. It just always just felt a little off. That was part of my this movie's just spinning its wheels theory. Is that this movie just ran short. I don't know what the fuck happened. Even though it's two hours. The the, the reason for that that annoyed me, and this annoyed me from the first time watching the film, even before the the Lebowski craze kind of ruined this film extra for me, was you could take that scene out and the plot has, there's zero effect on the plot. It it does nothing to further it and it does nothing to hinder it. It's just, it just kind of gave him, he didn't have a car for a little bit. Arguably, it could be that that's kind of how Dude figures out that there was no money involved because this little kid seems to have no real idea about what they're talking about. 
doesn't seem to care. That would make sense if that kid had a character other than standing there blank, yeah. blank face. Because if he gave away something to, to indicate that he either found it, because if you found a whole shitload of money and there's a scary guy in there, one of your main defenses would be to sh- shut the fuck up and say nothing. That's actually what they say to do if you're ever being interrogated. Right. So if anything, that would indicate he maybe did have the money. And I don't care either way, but it's one of those deals where like, I think maybe that's why the scene was there, but totally ineffective and also doesn't need to be there. I think there was a lot of this movie could have gotten cut. But I see, I, the thing is, is that if you've ever seen any sort of, any sort of Chandler uh, thing, Raymond Chandler, that like the, the big sleep or um, like the seventies era, the long goodbye with Elliot Gould, full of that kind of stuff. Full of these like asides and going false leads, I guess maybe. Yeah. But it is sort of this this world building sort of complicates the plot. So I thought that was like fair enough that that that's in there. I don't think it it uh, th- that it could be taken out. It only in that what what I said earlier, sort of plot wise. But I also think you can pull back and look at this movie as this deteriorating relationship between him and Walter, uh, between the dude and Walter, because. Like they, they clearly like, they kind of get along basically, but they're just, they're always just at each other's throats or Walter's just yelling and the dude gets irritated by that. And they, this bowling thing is kind of what keeps them together. Uh, what's, and then so when like, so at the end when Donnie dies, I think they have to reckon with the fact that like, okay, well, we have to move on from here and have, try to have this relationship with each other. Now that's sort of the heart of our thing. Cause Donnie was always this buffer. Uh, Cause Walter's usually yelling at him instead of, instead of yeah. the dude. Now that that's gone, like, what do they do from here? And it seems like they kind of came to a an understanding, maybe. Because, like, like when he dumps the ashes at the end, when Walter dumps the ashes, like, you can see him just deflated and, and mortified. Like, John Goodman is so sad in that scene. Uh, and I didn't really think about that till this time around. Yeah, that's the first thing he actually said. He apologizes. Like, yeah, yeah he shows some... And fine. Again, the reason I like Walter in the, you know, the, the first time watching this movie. But there's a lot of movie after that. I th- I think and I'm kind of putting my my finger on it as we're talking about it is I think if this movie was more breezily edited I think I wouldn't had I would have had less time to simmer on how much the 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 dude character annoys me mm-hmm. that if this was because again the, the the dialogue is good I think there's just too much time between it spent like kind of like two dream sequences is excessive you know that's yeah fair enough like I I did I did sort of remember that. Uh... Because oh, it's, it's him always getting knocked out, yeah. which, you know, a lot of times in these in these detective movies, the, the guy's always like roughed up or whatever. So I kind of like that the the interior life of the dude is just dumb as hell. But I think like they were a little, yeah, arguably, you know, the, the it was a little indulgent in that in that regard. I mean, the big one I enjoyed, but like the one where he's sees the rug and it's the figure of Maud sort of on the rug floating away and then he's tiny and in a ball and bowling ball. I still, I still, I still enjoyed it, but I think, yeah, I think that's a fair point. Yeah. I just, I, maybe if I were one of those people that had gone into editing and I was bored, I would make an, an, an hour 30 cut of this movie and see what it reads like. Cause I, I think the breeziness would work a lot better with kind of the dialogue. Cause again, there's a lot of fun dialogue parts in here, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of not that. And also I just realized two dream sequences and three wraparounds. Cause I forgot there's a Sam Elliott scene in the middle of the movie too. Mm-hmm. Which someone so there's a whole theory, uh, there's a popular theory where Sam Elliott is God and uh, and the dude is Jesus. Yeah, there's there's a couple of uh, messianic illusions with the dude over the course of the film. Yeah, and I, I mean, yeah, sure that that makes enough sense. I guess it sort of explains why he worries about the dude cussing. Right, but I but it, like in in terms of the larger scope of the movie, 
okay. I don't I don't understand how that fits into the. It's just a stupid thing I enjoyed. I didn't. I, I guess I'm just not putting much thought into it. But I don't really see the dude's Christ-like stuff through the rest of the movie. I don't either. There was just one scene where it was like, a, I don't even remember what it was, but something was really heavy handed, like a Jesus me- uh, reference. I don't even remember what it was, but it was just something that like smacking you over the head with him being Jesus, which was, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I'm fine. I get, you know, you got long hair and a beard. Yeah, cool. But wearing sandals. Yeah. I mean, if you got crucified at some point in the movie, I think it would be, you know, maybe that would a be bit unexpected. More interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I probably would like the movie a little better if <laughs> out of nowhere, fucking the dude gets nails jammed through his wrists and feet. I did like, I did like the bit at the end when they're finding the nihilists, when he's, he's swinging the bowling ball to kind of protect himself from the one guy coming at him, but he's still offering him the money. Oh he's, yeah. He's still like, like, yeah, take the $4. Well, that's, that's like him. Christ and the Pharisees. You, you right. make it, you bring up a he good did point. The same thing. Yeah. Well, that reminds. Me, so when he's when he's making his own coffin or, or making his own uh, crucifix in his apartment, where mm-hmm. he's nailing his door shut, right there. Right. Messianic. Yeah. Boom. No person's that dumb. It, it was just. I, I'm sorry. I'm belaboring the same point. It, it's just. You know which way your door opens. You're. Yeah. It's I, just. I think it was just a joke. I know it's just a joke, but it's a dumb. It's the this movie should be better than that joke. Yeah, I disagree. I think that's it's... a that's a joke f- for a movie with John Lovitz in it. Oh, that is... <laughs> that's that that's, that's that. cold. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's I'm... the search for Curly's gold. Yeah, I'm I'm not, I'm not pulling out Bob and Dad Save the Universe Italy. Heard the fuck that movie. That called. movie is great. Is it? I've never seen it. I just couldn't think of any other John Lovitz movie. No, but it's it's uh, it was on Cinemax all the time, and so I watched it a lot. It could be. Uh... Yeah, I think it's the same thing with with Maud, where it's you know maybe in those instances it was perhaps a little too broad. I, again, I was charmed enough by the movie that I didn't really think about it. Yeah, the mod stuff, I I was giving, I'm actually a little like less harsh on than I normally would be because I found her being suspended naked, throwing paints on a easel, such pretentious art nonsense that I was like, all right, this is fun. Like, yeah. I, I, the I, weird like chanting happening. Yeah, like I know people that would actually do something like that. Like that's, mm-hmm. I can, I'm, I'm all right with this. I can kind of forgive this scene a little bit. And, you know, Remus Lupin right there. Yep. That, there it is again. Yeah. Why isn't this as good as a book for children? Yeah. Also, uh, uh, I'm shocked that Autobahn, not a real group, because boy, that should be a group. Yeah. 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 You'd think. I'm sure there, I wouldn't be surprised if there is now. Yeah. And it's just some like butthole that makes uh, plug themes for comedy bang bang. But. Uh, oh, probably. Yeah. yeah. Oh, speaking of. Uh, so th- I saw that uh, Autobahn is not a real uh, band in the uh, trivia part watching on Amazon. Mm-hmm. I would like to read this other trivia part from Amazon because we're actually um, <clears throat> round about the spot in the movie. Uh, so goofs revealing mistake in the opening credits. A big black guy throws a seven ten split his ball changing color from blah, 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 blah. They refer to it as in the opening credits, a big black guy. throws. <laughs> what a fucking weird trivia. Yeah. Also. Follow-up trivia. Factual <laughs> error. When Walter yells at Smokey that he was over the line, Smokey had just thrown a ball in lane 22. Walter, the dude, and Donnie are sitting at and behind the scorer's table on lanes 23 and 24. I don't know of any leagues where two teams competing against each other on different sets of lanes. All right, so my guess is that they just troll uh, IMDb for yeah, these things. It's just... Uh, the, but I like the, the idea that Amazon is like, I don't think so. First person narrative from Amazon. No. I don't know of any leagues. Yeah. They're, all, they're all just written by Jeff Bezos. He's worth a hundred billion gajillion dollars. And he's like, uh, nice try movie. What's with this big black guy? Yeah, it's just what the first big black guy. So as I'm reading it, I don't know where the first person shows up. I'm like, what the fuck is happening here? 
So there's that's, like crazy I can't, credits. I can't possibly enjoy this movie. After the whole that that scene, that's when he tries to, to nail the door shut or whatever, and he gets brought uh, to Jackie Treehorn's place. Jackie Treehorn, played by Ben Gazzara. Now, Ben Gazzara, he is the bad guy from Roadhouse? Among other things, okay. yes. But I, that was my first, yes. Yeah. He's he's in a lot of good stuff, and, and uh, also Roadhouse, um, which is funny, because to me, and I don't, I don't necessarily think the movie's trying to do it, but... That was my first go-to is that he's basically that character again. Yeah. Uh, and it made me I think that's what it made, made me, me like it. it even more. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, oh yeah, he's the dude from Roadhouse. Yeah, he just needs like an ATV and like a giant stuffed bear. Yeah. But yeah, so he goes there and that is where they have he they do the thing as I I brought it before when he does the the scratching of the uh like Jackie Juhorn gets a phone call and writes down what you think is information and the dude goes and tries to do the the pencil on paper thing and it's just a dude with a giant boner. Yeah. I, that still makes me laugh. No, that was that was an amusing part. I I have it, I, it's just unfortunately at this point anything that's amusing in the movie is like begrudgingly amusing to me because I just I'm so annoyed. Mm-hmm. Oh, and you know, naked ladies on trampolines. You know, Man Show had it right. Like oh, that's <laughs> that was that was fine to watch. <laughs> that was, but yeah, then he ends up drugging the dude, giving him a white Russian that drugs him, and then then you, that's when you have the iconic dream sequence from the movie, the Busby Berkeley mer- uh, musical style. Yeah, where he's like spinning under their legs, and yeah, yeah, yeah. she's got like Brunhilde uh, operatic yeah. things, but her breasts are bowling balls. Yeah, yeah. that he's actually he's dressed well. Yeah, I like that he's dressed like Carl Hungus, basically. Oh yeah, that, like yeah. in his in his dreams, he is this man that gets stuff done. Because because this movie has a whole lot of uh, like castration th- themes throughout it. In this scene, he's like this this virile man who's like teaching her how to bowl. And showing her what's what instead of just com- being completely controlled by Maud and just doing whatever she yeah. says. I, like, I thought that was some insight into the dude. And I enjoyed that. And, and the, here's, here's something I wonder about. So after that scene, it's the whole scene where he, where he talks to the Malibu police chief and the police chief throws the mug at him. And then the, the, the thing that I'm wondering about, though, is that so after that, when he's, ta- when he's getting the ride home and there's just the, the weird interaction where he's like, I hate the Eagles. And the guy throws him out of the cab. I wonder how many people decided they hate the Eagles because of this movie. I, I know a few that yeah. quote the movie a lot and then also claim to hate the Eagles. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure it came in the order of this movie first, then they hate the Eagles. And I, But I, I'm saying this as someone that, that generally does not like the Eagles. Not I don't have a passionate hatred for them, but I just, eh, I'm, I'm good yeah. on the Eagles. Uh, but I, yeah, I think there's so many people that are just like, yeah. I, I did these. actually like that scene only because like that, the, the, cab driver is so a non like stereotypical eagles fan that yeah. i found that abusing of like why is he so into the eagles like why is he so defensive of the i don't know why but that that may be that actually amused me yeah it was well it's just such a weird thing that the guy's just angry about someone in his cab not liking the music and refusing to change it and specifically it's just the a, eagles a just bizarre, such a weird yeah. choice yeah i thought that was a, yeah i enjoyed it yeah that's one of the one of the few things i liked i'll admit it all right i'm man enough to admit that this movie had one scene that i found vaguely amusing we got one we did it that point that that's when he he meets uh Maud and uh oh yeah uh, that's also we see bunny drive by and mm-hmm. they pan down she's got all of her toes she's got all of her toes wow john Goodman, though with that whole thing i'll get you a toe by by 3 p.m no questions asked yeah you're right i did i did like that diner scene uh that was that was kind of fun also maybe because they finally left the fucking bowling alley yeah they did and then then uh you see how Walter can't operate outside of the bowling alley. The, the bowling alley. Well, he's not very good at operating it either. Yeah, no, but the bowling alley, like the the head of the bowling league had to hear about it later. 
that he pulled a gun. Yeah. Like he pulled a gun. It didn't matter. But as soon as you put Walter in the real world, it's a it's a problem. Yeah. Because the waitress is yelling at him and he's making this whole free speech issue about drinking coffee. That's their uh, that's their home. Maybe we should get a bowling alley, John. Well, I think we should put it in the basement of the studios. We could call it John and Alex hate splits. That's that's true. We could we could at that. <laughs> but yeah, that's when Maud lets slip that her, her father ain't got no cheddar. That it's her her mom is the wealthy one, and that's when the dude figures out. Boom. Yeah. Oh, you know, here's here's another uh, weird scene, and it's short enough that I'm not going to do the. It should get cut. Where the um the the guy that looks like. Poirot, who's been following him in a beetle. Oh, yeah, John Polito, the actor John Polito. Uh, the character's name is like DeVito or something like that. Yeah. He's just, a, he's he's another, he's another private eye that's following Lebowski around because he was hired by Bunny's parents. Yeah. yeah. So he essentially should be the protagonist of this film. Yeah, probably. And I yeah. like, like, yeah, he's basically, he's the detective that's actually like doing the work and he's, he's loving what Lebowski's doing, playing both sides against each other, like these, you know, Sam Spade type detectives do, and Lebowski has no idea what he's talking about. Yeah. And I think he's there to underline that, to show like, no, this is this is what's actually happening. This is what you're doing. And Lebowski has no clue. Yeah. I also, uh, this was a combination of a line I liked and a part about Lebowski that I hate. Uh, sorry, the dude that I hate. So the other private eye says, her parents wanted me to show this picture of her homestead in, in Minnesota yeah. or, or wherever. Uh, the dude responds something along the lines of, uh, that doesn't look as good as... Lord Humongous or whatever the porn star's name is. Carl Hungus. Carl Hungus. And, and I just found the the picture of this bleak, desolate thing. Yeah. I, that part I found funny. And then him being like, ew, you would, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's it just another case of like, yeah, you're slight, slight misogyny, but. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Is that yeah, I, a I, nice, a nice schwanz is not as good as this farm? No I mean, one. I guess if you put it that way, yeah. I guess I didn't think about it that a nice font <laughs> yeah. is not as good as. Well, if I put it in the most Mel Brooks way possible, <laughs> is that helpful? Frankly, yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, here's another scene that I that enjoyed. Slight slight theme of my comments. These all uh, the only one that I said I enjoyed. Uh, was with the dude in it was that one uh them uh ordering uh krugel cake where it's like all the dealers ordering yeah. bad german yeah. pancakes lingonberry pancakes yeah, yeah. I, th- I i found that uh terrifically amusing don't know why that scene's there don't know why her boots have the toes cut off i mean i do because it's yeah. the reveal of her toe being missing but yeah that would that would be why but you, you know could you just be wearing like shoes that like normally would show the toe like they are in but california you, but you don't have any money that's why you. That's why you're trying to get this money to buy toeless shoes. That's what all Germans want. Full leather shoes are far more expensive than just open-toed sandals. Right. That's that's where her money went. That's why she doesn't have any money anymore. Yes, because uh, yeah, and that that guy. I'm just trying to look up because that dude uh, just disappears, Devito, because it just doesn't. It doesn't matter anymore. I or think... like like whatever his story is, you know, you don't know if he's he's eventually going to get to Bunny because that. That does not matter in the dude's world. Yeah, I think that's the only time he shows up, right? I mean, yeah, you, no, see that's the, it. you see his beetle. That's uh, it. Well, like he's been, he's he's following them because ja, uh, uh, Damarera is like, "Who's your friend?" And yeah, that's when you kind of introduce that someone's following him. And then this this movie, I, I couldn't help but think about the Coen Brothers' later work, uh, "Burn After Reading." Also, a, a wonderful movie and a movie I, I needed to see twice. Is that the one with Brad Pitt? That's the one with Brad Pitt. Oh, I, I like that one. Uh, uh, I, I would argue for the current time we're living in, the most sort of prescient. Um, political movie that that we have now, um, just in terms of of 
it being another thing. And, and the Corvos like to do this where it's here's a whole lot of stuff that doesn't really mean anything. That we 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 might have imbued it with meaning, but probably not. Yeah. You know, and I think that this movie has a lot of that. Where and I can I can see that being frustrating, where it's like you think it's all gonna kind of build to something or there's gonna be some kind of message or anything, and there's there's not really. But that is also the message. Well, John, that's the thing. You know, one of the kind of, you know, one of the key statements when you and I started this podcast was that John and Alex hates that very much is Alex's quest for meaning. Mm-hmm. And I've searched for meaning for all these movies. And that's that's why we watched Order of the Black Eagle, because I feel like somewhere deep down, that's where I'm going to find my raison d'etre. Mm-hmm. In, in a cake Hitler. <laughs> yeah. Cake Hitler. I think I think the problem is, is that we have not yet watched Polly Shore movies. I think maybe that's an untapped philosophy. So you're saying my angst could be solved by entering into a biodome, which yeah. sounds like we're transitioning to what we're watching next show, but good Lord, we're not. We're still talking about Lebowski. But I just think you need to be more like the weed. Yeah. I mean, I haven't wheezed juice in like a decade. Well. Maybe start there. Oh, God. You know what would make vapors even more annoying if they refer to it as wheeze the juice? <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Anyone that vapes, start doing that. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, all right. So, yeah, plot-wise, that's when they he uh, he gets Walter. And I, and I, again, I, because I like Walter, I think. And I, but I can see, I can see Walter being insufferable in the hands of a worse actor. But I think John Goodman is, is so great and, and actually brings some humanity to this yeah, I, 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 nothing against John Goodman. And even as much as I dislike this movie even more upon this watching, this is probably my third time seeing it. He, he, he saved it in, mm-hmm. in like, as much as I say, I hate this, but I don't like hate this movie. I just don't want to watch it. And a lot of it annoys the shit out of me. But the John Goodman parts, like if I didn't, if I didn't dislike so much of the rest of the film, those John Goodman parts were fucking brilliant. Like he is yeah. so good in this movie. Yeah, he's... It's just the rest. It's it gets dragged down by the rest that it's hard for me to watch those little snippets and, and realize like, Oh, this is fucking great. Uh, Ron Bennington from the Bennington show, a, a man who I just um, immense respect for, uh, made a point that if, if in the future, the only movies that survive are the Coen brothers movies, everybody will just assume that John Goodman is the best actor that's ever existed without equivocation. Yeah. No, like, I have, just, 100%. he is literally the best actor ever. And it's like, yeah, that's a damn good point. But I mean, once you start bringing in, you know, King Ralph into the situation. Yeah. Uh, you that's proved even more that he's versatile. That's true. Don't even get me started on the Flintstones movie. I did like so I did like the scene though of, of him figuring out and having to call uh Walter. But just that the, the dude has this great revelation and all the stuff, and and Walter's just like, okay, but but how does this relate to me? This is an emergency you're talking about. Yeah. Why am I driving? Why am I answering the phone? Fanaticism to a religion that only, only because of his ex-wife, really. The nihilists burn their car. Uh, yeah. Lebowski's car. They're dressed like future Biff from Back to the yes, Future they, too. Yeah, they totally are. Weirdly enough, Flea is there. Yeah, Flea's been there this whole time. No, no, Flea is in that movie. I don't like Flea in this movie, but I also generally don't like Flea um, in most things I've seen him in. I just think he's a little like the the German allies are already kind of ridiculous and broad, but he's he's bad at it. Like just just yeah. when they no, when right. they when they're like, I'll oh, cut off your johnson's like, yeah, maybe we'll stomp on it and squish it. It's like, oh, all of a sudden I'm in fucking sprockets, you know? Yeah, that and it's I don't think it's so much his I mean, it's his fault for being not great of not great of an actor, but yeah. it's it's the director's fault for giving those lines to him. He should have just been a background guy that says like yeah, 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 get him. But giving him a full line of dialogue in an accent 
to a non essentially a non actor. Right. Bad move. Yeah, and it, yeah. he sticks out badly. Well, and this is off the heels that I just recently saw for the first time. I own Private Idaho, and he's in that. Is he? Yeah. Oh, I don't and remember that. I don't like him in that either. He's he's got the face to be a background actor. He should be a he should be needles. He should be he should be in Biff's gang actually. Like yeah. Just, he's just standing there looking pug ugly and uh yeah or just like play like like a bassist in a band in a movie or something like no that. no i don't think he should be in a band at all yeah you're right i don't know where the fuck i was thinking yeah. about that yeah it's too small yeah weirdo yeah so yeah they burn his car down uh flea is there uh which is not all that weird but sort of weird in reference to back to the future uh because he looks like future biff with his helmet on and um there's a fight scene which i love john goodman this, this is where john yeah. goodman re-wins me over because his fury and biting the ear off and spinning that. I just, I love an angry John Goodman. Yeah. It made me happy. Well, and the fact that they were like, that this in theory was all about like less than $20. You don't know how much John Goodman has on him, but, but between the dude and Donnie, they have like 10 bucks and they're like, all right, we're going to fuck you up and then take the money. And I was like, yeah, you're going to get like 20 bucks. out of Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Uh, Donnie. Oh, oh, by the way, I noticed this time foreshadowing a Donnie where he doesn't get a strike us. Oh, that's weird. And then yeah. starts rubbing his right arm. I was like, yeah. Oh shit. I didn't notice that before. He actually foreshadows the one time. Yeah. Attack. The one time he does it. Yeah. Yeah. See the, the scenes in the bowling alley pay off. Well, I mean, your use of the uh, plural was weird there, but yes, that scene in the bowling alley, that one time. No, paid but off. just like they, because all the other times he's getting strikes in the one time, something's weird. Yeah. I take it back. This movie's great. Yep. So Donnie dies in a parking lot. Uh, Walter screams, we're going to get you a helicopter or something like that, which is really funny. Yeah. Because he just goes, for, again, going full nom. Uh, found that amusing. And it never stops being weird to me when Steve Buscemi looks young. Because Steve Buscemi was always like, because in my mind, you know, yeah. he's always way older than I am. And just, yeah, when he looks like youthful, it's it's upsetting. Yeah, like when he's in the Lone Rangers. Uh, Airheads. Oh, right. Yeah. No, totally. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Donnie dies. No, well, that's right. well because the mystery's been solved because they've already had the the run with Lebowski at this point. Oh, they, that's right. Yeah. And Lebowski basically does the twirl my mustache. Well, I I think this happened differently. Yeah, yeah. and then he just like John Goodman tries to pick him up, and he ends up actually being disabled. That was an awkward scene because. Yeah. Well, okay. So on one note, I think I think the comedy is supposed to be the comedy of sir that you're abusing a and and you know a physically handicapped what's the proper phrase these no I, I don't think i don't think the comedy is 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 that you're abusing a handicapped person i think the comedy comes from walter being an asshole no no that's what i mean but like that but it's at like his asshole is such a level that he would accost a you yeah know. yeah but walter would have done that anyway so you don't even need the misunderstanding like even if you thought he was in the wheelchair his character's written in a way that he probably would punch a wheelchair guy in the face readily yeah, yeah but i think but i think he 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 needs a reason no i got you it was like, just one the of those, whole thing's a lie you yeah know, and he's like well how far how deep does the lie go it was just one of those kind of absurd moments of like this actually doesn't even need this level of absurdity like this character's written that he would gladly punch a guy in a wheelchair in the face like this character is fine with that i'm sure yeah. but i think i think it also does a good job of like there's there's nothing the dude can do really like it's that it's that same kind of thing where and, and Lebowski knows it. Like, what are you who's gonna believe you? Like, I'm I've been right this whole time. And so they kind of humiliate him unintentionally. And then so there you get you get some sort of catharsis out of that, I suppose. And then that's it. Then that they're they're done with the mystery. Because what else can they do with it? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, there's no there's no way because like there's not there's not gonna be a murder or anything like that. And it's just nope, she's she's back. They're 
he's still the big Lebowski still stuck with her and he successfully embezzled this money. What are you going to do? Yeah. Just kind of the wrap up is they do the ashes scene, which we referenced earlier yeah. where uh, they try to uh, dump the ashes in the ocean, which funny line from Walter going, which we believe these may have been your wishes. Yeah. Which I, yeah. I which even though I knew, I know everything that's going to happen from this point, I started thinking about like, yeah, did Donnie not have any friends or family or anything? And then just, yeah, it's just these two guys that just happened to be there. Yeah. They just took it on themselves to do this. And then I thought that was very, very funny. Yeah, kind of sad too. Just oh, yeah. mostly because literally his life trajectory is better than mine at this point because at least he has two friends. Right. Yeah. Um, so, and then they uh, they go back to the bowling alley. Mm-hmm. And because the movie had ended about 15 minutes ago, they go for the other side of the framing device, which, as referenced earlier, is a device for badly written scripts because your movie peters out instead of ends. Uh, what about The Princess Bride? Mm. Booyah. Yeah. Swish. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I, 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 I find myself in times of trouble, Mother Mary comes to me. Mm-hmm. I find myself having a hard time arguing that only, but that is a that is a story within a film and this is a an you know a character within the movie that this character is someone that interacts with the character no i have no argument <laughs> it works with the princess bride this you had just, you had me going yeah. i was like okay where's all yeah. right okay. no i just i know where to go from that yeah. but this you know princess bride uh i mean frankly you're probably right i mean princess bride's ending is a little weak yeah, that's absolutely what yeah I, mean. I mean frankly i mean yeah i mean all you did was just ruin the princess bride for me dick <laughs> But yeah, they go back to the uh, the bowling alley, and the dude has another heart to heart with Sam Elliott. I, I see your point is it's like this this weird framing device because the narration really only shows up at the beginning and the end. He meets him in the middle. Yeah. But then <clears throat> the fact that the end, and then when he turns and, and addresses the audience, is a little bizarre. But that's where people really lean into because he specifically says like he hurts the dude doing something for our sins. I forget the the line exactly. Yeah, there was another reference to sins earlier as well. Yeah, yeah. and that was uh, okay. But uh, you know, that's where people really like, oh, well, he is Jesus, and and that's God. Um, I guess, but he also goes, I sure hope he wins that tournament. What what does that have anything to do with the yeah Jesus? I don't. The the Coens have this weird obsession with that kind of Americana and purely cowboys. Like if you've ever seen um, Hail Caesar. Oh no! I never saw that one. Yeah. There, there's a, there's a weird one of the heroes of that is is a is a cowboy talking guy. monkey. Yeah. Yes, no, that's different Caesar movie. From, yeah, yeah, no, different yeah. different movie. They, no, they the hero of that those. movie is a salad. Yes, yeah. is Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. Um, like I'm I'm still unclear on exactly what what Sam Elliott's whole deal is in terms of the rest of this movie. Like you can you can you can look at these scenes and go oh like we said already like you can look at these scenes and go like well he's God and he's Jesus. Okay, what does that have to do with anything else in this movie? You know, I just see it and just let it wash over me and fine. It stands out and it's strange, but uh, it doesn't make a lot of sense. And then from now on, everybody look to the skis. Uh, skies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Because, you know, you had a movie with a weak ending and you needed some way to have it have a poignancy. Yeah. I mean, fair enough. I, I have no argument for that because I exactly because it does kind of like the Walter in and uh, the dude's relationship is is been mended to a degree and the dude being the dude is kind of moved on uh, from it and so it's yeah then you just need a way to wrap it all up so yeah yeah I also I'm not entirely convinced and, and although you've done a good job you know 
arguing for it. I'm not entirely convinced that there is an arc with him and Walter. Although there is a bit of an arc, but like, it seems like they've probably gotten in fights before and it just would have worked out. They they did, but they have to, like, yeah, they they absolutely have gotten in fights before. But I mean, like, like this, this, obviously the stakes weren't as high as they are now. I mean, Walter pulls a gun at a guy in a, in a, in a bowling alley and the dude just kind of is like, that's annoying, but whatever. But like, when they think someone's actual life is at stake and and all this other stuff, but it's more just that they always had Donnie. It's sort of like being parents. And like your marriage is failing, but then your kid, you know, but you have children and then your, your child leaves home and you're like, oh, I have to actually confront this now. Yeah. And that's kind of what was, what was going on there. So it's not necessarily like an arc that happens throughout it, but it's more just, here's a thing that these, this relationship now needs to confront. Yeah. That's, I mean, it's not, it's not a, it's not an inaccurate point. I agree with me. So John, over the course of a podcast, found himself saying sentences those sentences, much like other sentences in the year 2018, made a point. John was the perfect man to make that point Actually, on a podcast. All right, not Because to... 99% of Americans at the time have a podcast. Please, let me have some of that good sarsaparilla. I think, I think you couldn't pick a worse year to decide that people saying sentences make a point than 2018. <laughs> Game, set, match. Yeah. I got nothing to do that. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah. That that sentence would have worked at just about every other point of human history. But right <laughs> yeah. now, yeah. But, it's, to, yeah. but this year? Yeah, not so much. John said a whole bunch of bullshit that there inexplicably we go. people in the south and the middle of the country agreed with. Yeah. <laughs> There's vaguely racist undertones. And somehow mm-hmm. he became immensely popular. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I, that's the big Lebowski. So we've done uh, recently sort of a spate of highbrow movies. Uh, Big Lebowski, Mute, Boss Baby. And so I kind of want to get get back to the people, get back to the roots, get back to, to just a hateful, hateful movie. Yeah, frankly, I'm tired of thinking. Yeah. So, but I don't want to get too dumb. I don't want to get dumb enough that we're watching Fast and the Furious. So let's go one step above and watch Gone in 60 Seconds with Nicolas Cage. Yeah. The precursor to the Fast and the Furious. It's not quite so fast. It's not quite so furious. furious. But it's only 60 seconds, if I'm understanding the title correctly. Gone in 60 seconds. There's no E in 60, right? Mm -mm. Yeah, okay, so you understand the title well. Yeah. As far as I know, it's a retired master car thief must come back to the industry and steal 50 cars with his crew in one night to save his brother's life. Yeah. Sounds great to me. It's going to take place in 60 seconds, and then uh, we're done. It's going to be a short podcast, less work for us. Yes, and much like everything involved with Angelina Jolie, got to be done in 60 seconds. Ha-cha-cha! Early orgasm. (laughs) (laughs) Bully Bob Thornton. Coming. (laughs) Hey-o! If anyone would like the ringtone of Alex saying coming, uh, that'll be available on the John and Alex Hate Stuff web store. Yeah, so gone in 60 seconds. It's available places who the fuck knows it's it's old so it's probably like a buck 99 on various rental services so go we'll do it see you in a couple weeks Bye. bye